It's time now for the complete story with Rich and Dick Bott, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here are Rich and Dick Bott with today's complete story. Okay, well, Rich, it's good to have you in the studio. I think today's program, however, should start out giving our audience, you know, I call it the Bot Radio Network family, uh, the report on my sad condition of my voice. <laughs> and it really is a mess, isn't it? Well, it doesn't sound very good. Well, here it is, folks. Uh, two throat specialists have told me that some time ago, several months when I had a really bad chest cold this past winter, you know, that flu that was going everywhere. And somehow it may have attacked my vocal cords. And I learned a lot about the voice box and vocal cords because apparently behind the primary, you have the secondary or the, the two little vocal cords. I'm probably not saying this right. But anyway, um, it, it, that's what happened. So my voice now is kind of confused and um, it'll have to get rebooted. It'll have to take time to get rewired because they couldn't find anything really that was um, uh, very serious or anything like that. It's just that that's what happened. So uh, they're telling me to use my diaphragm. Have you ever heard of diaphragmatic speech, Rich? Oh, yes. <laughs> so when you when you talk, I'm supposed to push with air so that uh, kind of like when I was a kid, you take a little piece of, of a grass. A blade of grass. And you put it in your thumb between your two thumbs and you blow on it. And when he mentioned that, I thought, man, I did that so often when I was a kid. I would lay on our front lawn, take a piece or a blade of grass, and put that there between my thumbs and then blow on it. It's amazing all the different sounds you can when you do it just right. So anyway, that's my problem. And we'll see how time um, takes care of that. Remember what he said about vocal naps. Well, yes, and the thing is, vocal naps, so I don't do a lot of talking. I don't answer the telephone. And during the day, customarily, I don't do a lot of talking. I told his last doctor that I do less talking in the course of a day than he does talking to his patients. Because at my age, why I have my office at home, and so I am i don't even answer the telephone. Your mother does that for me. So you see, it isn't that I'm overusing my voice, and that all made sense then when he explained it that way. But now let's get back to exactly what we're going to talk about in today's program, because um, it's going to be wonderful, folks. You know, when Billy Graham was alive, his entire ministry was that God came, sent his son to die for you. And there is forgiveness, and there is no such thing as being so bad, why so decrepit, so off base, that God doesn't love you, and Christ died for you just as much as he did for anyone else. And therefore, here is Andre Crouch, when he was a very young person, I gather, singing about that. I want to start the program with that song. Amazing grace. Shall always be my song of praise For it was grace that bought my liberty 
Just why Christ came to love me so He looked beyond all my fault And saw my Everybody listening could say it wasn't that I deserved anything, that God looked beyond my fault. God looked beyond my shameful past. God looked beyond all the problems and saw my need, and that's what he focused on. Isn't that a beautiful thought? It is, Dad. And you know, your personal collection of this music goes way, way back, because if that was Andre Crouch, that was at such a time I don't don't even hardly recognize oh, his no, voice. Man. But what a what a neat, neat man he was, and I guess he still is, but but how 
his music has been just really used of the Lord. And the, from the 1970s, yeah. maybe the 60s going forward, part yeah. of that Jesus People movement, that yeah. was the last time we had a great you know, a, you know, awakening I, I, kind of revival. I want you to tell our folks where you were just this past couple of days up in Omaha, Nebraska, because one of the finest, most creative, most well-run crisis pregnancy centers is in Omaha, Nebraska. And I'll tell you, during the last many years, I've made it my business to really have an interest in all of them. God bless all of them to save the life of an unborn child. But this one in Omaha is really stellar, isn't it? Last week, I was able to spend some time with some of our wonderful listeners up in Omaha, Nebraska, Dad. And a lot of them came up to me and they were asking about your voice. Really? So I'm glad that you had a chance to give that update. And we want to prayerfully uh, pray that that uh, has a chance for some vocal rest and then is restored. and so you're under good doctor's care for that. We thank you. But anyway, what's it thankful. called? Come on. The Assure Women's Center. Yeah. That's why I was in Omaha. They had their annual banquet this past week, and it was tremendous. But before I go into no, that further... No, wait a minute now. Because this is a crisis pregnancy center. And what I was thinking of when I asked you about that is there are many people listening. And in every church congregation... A pastor is talking about pro-life and and saving the life of the unborn child. I mean, my word. But there are people there who have had an abortion. You know that. You know that after these many years, there are many people who've had an abortion. And it isn't to put a guilt trip on them. It isn't to make them feel bad or anything else. Because the message of that song is so true. Christ looked beyond all of that saw our need, just like the woman at the well. You know, he said, well, neither do I condemn thee. Go thy way, but don't do it again. See, sin no more. You're a new creature in Christ, and that's the message, isn't the, it? The Assure Women's Center there in Omaha, not only do they have a fantastic facility and a wonderful program, and they have excellent people, but they yeah. have fantastic results, Dad. And you know that in the, this past year, they've saved over 1,650 boys and girls are alive yeah. today, This just in this past year, because of the work and the dedicated ministry that yeah. they have there. Okay, now I understand that President Donald Trump once again has reaffirmed that he is determined to uh, uh, take away the public money, our tax money, from Planned Parenthood and kind of address that issue, and that needs to be done. Because while this crisis pregnancy center, God bless them for rescuing 1,600 little babies. But look at how many were not rescued. And I'll tell you, every church, every congregation, every pastor, every Christian listening to this broadcast needs to think about that. Now, let's go back to this. George Beverly Shea was a voice on the hour of decision, and he was the voice of every Billy Graham crusade that ever was. And this was the message of Dr. Reverend Billy Graham, and this certainly was the message of George Beverly Shea. When all is said and done, when all is said and done, what would you rather have, folks? What would you rather have? George Beverly Shea sings about it. I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold. I'd rather be his than have riches 
untold. I'd rather have Jesus than a hoses or lands. I'd rather be led by his nail-pierced hand. I'd rather have Jesus than men's applause. I'd rather be faithful to his dear cause. I'd rather have Jesus than worldwide fame. I'd rather be true to his holy This next week, uh, we are going to be at Hannibal LaGrange University over on the east side of Missouri, and we're going to have a wonderful time there, but I want every one of the young people at Hannibal LaGrange University to know that the words of that song are absolutely true. What else would you rather have? Because a person has a lot of plans. They have a lot of aspirations. They have a lot of looking forward to the future. But what is the number one that you'd rather have than anything else? I think that's why I love that song so much. Uh, would you have anything to add to that? Well, we have a brand new radio station on the air there in Hannibal, Missouri, 93.3 FM. People can tune in and hear Bot Radio Network 24 hours a day there. But I, I want to get back to this Omaha uh, I- event, Dad. That was just terrific, but I'll let you take the lead well, on this. Well, I tell you what, before we get into an interview that you yourself had with Franklin Graham, this is kind of exciting, folks, because the torch is passed, isn't it? And you had an interview uh, while you were there with Franklin Graham because he was the main speaker. But anyway, anyone that's ever attended a Billy Graham crusade or even listened to the Hour of Decision on the radio or watched it on television will surely remember this song. Here it is.
Rich, do you remember that song at all? Sure, Stand Up, Stand Up for you know, Jesus. Isn't that amazing? Great message, by the way. But as I was listening to that, I was thinking, I remember singing that song when I was 10 or 11 years old in church. And then I remember singing it in another church when I was a teenager. But that is a great song because it has a great message. But tell us now what happened in Omaha. Yes, I was going to ask you, was that from the Billy Graham Crusade Choir? Well, you know. The Stand Up, Stand Up for Jesus, that song? Well, this is the other we just don't heard. Yeah, but wonderful. Well, in Omaha, and that was just this past week, it was to celebrate the work and ministry of the Assure Women's Center. Huge, huge event. And uh, 1,800 people packed packed this big ballroom for this dinner, and Pete Ricketts, the governor of Nebraska, was there. Gene Stothert, the mayor of Omaha, was there, and all of these dignitaries, uh, the chairman of Pinnacle Bank and his wife, Sid and Don Disdale, were the honorary chairs, and then the featured speaker was Franklin Graham. And this was last Thursday. This was just six days after the funeral. After his father's funeral. Yes. And so just before, uh, just before the meeting began, I got to speak with uh, Franklin Graham and uh, record an interview with him that we want to share with our listeners. And keep in mind, this is just shortly after the funeral. And, and you know, Rich, as I listened to the interview that our folks are going to hear in just a moment, there was a certain somber tone, wasn't there? I mean, you could tell... He was reflective in his statements and all of that sort of thing. So I want the folks to realize this is just a few days after he knew that his father wasn't around anymore to call on the phone or to go visit. And here it is. I'm here in Omaha, Nebraska with Franklin Graham. And Franklin, thank you for coming to Omaha to speak at the Assure Women's Center. Uh, We're going to be talking about life tonight. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this is six days after the funeral for your father last Mm -hmm. Friday. Mm -hmm. And uh, Adrian Rogers, when my brother passed away, Mm -hmm. Adrian Rogers told my dad that you haven't lost someone when you know where they are. That's exactly right. Now, I saw on the news that you were in Dallas Mm -hmm. when you heard the news reports that your father had gone to heaven. Correct. And you told the reporter that when you heard that, you chuckled. (laughs) Tell us about that famous quote that your father gave that brought you such comfort. Well, he he always um, said when you hear or read that uh, Billy Graham is dead, don't believe it for a second. He he said, I'll be more alive than I am now. All I've done is just changed addresses. And uh, so he's just moved from this earth to heaven. And... um, so we, you know, we just, uh, all of us as a family, uh, when he was 90 years old, uh, my mother had just passed away. And we didn't think he had last a year. And then he told all of his children that he was going to live to be 95. We didn't, <laughs> we didn't believe him. Uh, then as he approached 95, he moved the goalpost. And he said, well, I'm, I'm going to live to be 100. Well, we believed him when he said that. And he, um, he made it to 100. If you take, uh, he died on February uh, the 21st. If you just count nine months, you're into November. And so, of course, the Bible teaches uh, that uh, life begins at conception. Mm-hmm. So my father made it to 100. And I have a copy of Decision Today magazine that you're in the 100th year. 
yes. of Billy Graham's life. Well, but all, 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 all year long we're going to focus on the 100th year and just look back at the things that my father um, was involved in, places where he was able to preach the gospel, um, not just the crusades, but the conferences he had on evangelism to to strengthen the evangelists around the world. Uh, he, we had incredible meetings in, in Lausanne, Switzerland, on um, evangelism and what is the call of an evangelist, what is the message of the evangelist. And this was something that my father um, wanted to do is and strengthen other evangelists around the world. So he, um, not, he's, he started films. He had a film company called Worldwide Pictures mm-hmm. and started that back in the 50s when many Christians... Um, uh, didn't approve of Billy Graham making films, <laughs> but he thought that was a great tool for the gospel. And he, he used media. He used whether it's television or radio, uh, films, uh, whatever whatever he could to communicate the gospel. And Bot Radio Network began in 1962, and from the very beginning, the Hour of Decision yep. mm-hmm. was a feature broadcast yes. on our network yep. until it was discontinued just a few years ago. Yep. But we appreciate that partnership that we've had with BGEA all these many, many years. Well, you know, we've, um, we're talking uh, to um, Sirius XM about just running his messages. And we have had, um, they, they played it all last week. It was just one hour after an hour after hour after hour, just one Billy Graham sermon after another. Powerful, and some of those sermons were 60 years old, but they were just as relevant today as they were when he preached them. Yes, because he preached the Bible. He preached the Bible, the Word of God. And it's not whether the speaker is alive, it's whether Mm. the Word is alive. That's exactly right. And he preached a living Word. I want to thank you for the testimony of you and your siblings, the entire family that was broadcast around the world. Uh, for a whole week, as mm-hmm. as you had uh, opportunity for interviews, and then the the entire service yes. was just a powerful, powerful testimony, and I pray God will use that in a powerful way. Well, we 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 pray so too, uh, and um, Fox, uh, I believe it's this coming, uh, I believe it's uh, Sunday on Fox News Channel at eight o'clock Eastern. I, I assume it'd be um, maybe seven o'clock uh, Central Time. Is going to carry uh, a documentary. On my father, so that uh, that will be this uh, on on Fox News Channel. Wonderful. Now I saw one l- last week. That, that was on the was Fox TV. Fox network. TV, yes. And this was be Fox News Network. Oh, so, so is this the same one? Same or program. Or same program. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. So if you had, if you missed it, yep. I want to highly recommend that. Uh, that'll be this Sunday evening, this eight sun- o'clock Eastern, it, seven o'clock Central. I, I assume. Yes, I think that'll be seven and o'clock. And I Central. think Mountain and Pacific. Maybe it has a, a different feed. Uh, so no, it'd be the same feed. I think because uh, Fox News is live. Oh, I guess you're right. Yeah. I guess you're right. Now, uh, Franklin, we just have a few more minutes here, but these are strategic times in which we live. And I, yes. I believe in something called uh, like a generational faithfulness. There, there's such a, a blessing when from one generation, it's like a baton mm-hmm. is passed, and we're running a relay race. Um, your father came to Christ uh, through the ministry of Mordecai Ham. That's correct. And, and millions have come to Christ through the ministry of your father. Mm-hmm. And now it seems like the baton is passed to a new generation. And uh, do you have a message for America today that you believe God has laid on your heart for such a time as this? I don't have a, a message other than the gospel message. And, and that's the message my father preached. And that was the, the, and the same message that I preached. There's no greater message than for us to 
repent of our sins and put our faith and trust in God's Son, Jesus Christ, who came to this earth to take our sins. And he died on a cross and shed his blood for our sins. God raised him to life. And if anyone puts their hope and faith in Christ, uh, we can have that assurance that our sins would be forgiven and that we would have eternal life. Uh, Jesus didn't come to bring a better life or a more comfortable life. You don't find that promise anywhere in the Scriptures. But he does promise eternal life to those that put their faith and trust in Jesus. You know, I I hear politicians sometimes, um, wonderful uh, men uh, and women, quote, Second Chronicles 7.14, and they stumble a bit at that part where it says, turn from your wicked ways. <laughs> but repentance is part of that, uh, is, is part of the formula for revival to take place. Well, Jesus it? told people, uh, if, you, if you don't repent, you're going to perish. And um, they, they came to him in Jerusalem, and Herod had killed uh, some Galileans, and he had mixed their blood in with their sacrifice. He said, do you suppose these were more wicked people? because they died such a way. But he told the audience, he said, no, but unless you repent, you too shall perish. And uh, he mentioned about a tower that had fallen, and I think it was 17 men had been killed or something like that in Jerusalem. It must have been the headlines of the day. He said, do you think these were, more, these were worse sinners than the rest of the people in Jerusalem because they died this way? He said, no, but unless you repent, uh, you too shall perish. And Jesus preached on repentance. Are you hopeful for revival in America? Uh, yes, I am hopeful for revival, but I'm not hopeful that America is going to be saved and turn around. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, you just have to read the scriptures and understand that this world's going to get worse. It's not going to get better. And we see, uh, with, look how far this country has fallen just in, in the last 10 years, uh, the last 20 years. Moral, when I say fallen, I'm talking about the morals of our nation. It's just in a... Um, nosedive um, how quickly things have changed morally uh, so it's more important now and, the, and and we need to be very urgent when it comes to preaching the gospel because we're running out of time now tonight we're going to be addressing the sin of abortion that is a blight on our land and and celebrating the work that's being done here by the Assure Women's Center right. doing a wonderful job and they are and that is such an encouragement um, but but we need to pray and um, I've heard that every major revival is preceded by a movement of prayer. So yes, when I hear no about question. people praying, it gives me hope no question. that God's going to send revival. You know, God, God uses prayer, and God answers prayer. He hears prayer. So, Thank you for your faithfulness. And by the way, I want to mention also that I've had an opportunity to hear your son, Will, hmm. preach. And he does a fantastic job. very proud of him. And uh, he was there in Ferguson, Missouri, when when that broke out a a couple of years ago. He came with the rapid response team, and he preached a big rally we had for pastors there in the area. And then uh, also, is is it your daughter? Is is it Christy or Chrissy? uh, Sissy. Sissy. Sister. Yes, she she spoke at a reception at NRB National mm-hmm. Religious Broadcasters mm-hmm. a year ago. Yeah, and did a powerful job. <laughs> she, you. she did you well. She did you proud. Well, thank you. God bless you God bless and you, your sir. ministry and your family. And I think it's safe to say that all of America and a good part of the world is praying for you and your family at this well, time. Thank you. Appreciate that very thank much. Thank you, Franklin Graham. Thank you. Okay, and Dad, we're back here, but uh, we're running out of time. That get, that Billy Graham special on Fox News Channel, A Life Remembered, this Sunday night, March 11th, 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, 5 p.m. Pacific. All right, all right. Now, the last words you're going to hear on this particular chapter of the complete story are these words by Billy Graham himself. The moment you read in the paper that Billy Graham is dead, 
you'll know that he's more alive than he's ever been before, and I'm in paradise. And I'm looking forward to it.